What's up guys? We believe teenagers have been put in a box and under a stereotype, and we want to break out of that. Every week, we talk with the next generation of innovators and influencers about stuff like entertainment, fashion, sports, and food. We also get the perspective on current topics, as well as find out what keeps them motivated on the daily. Welcome to Juvie. What's going on, Juvie listeners? We're back with another amazing episode. Guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you hit the download button. Download. It's the little cloud with the arrow. Cloud. Josh, what do they arrow. get? What do they get if they download this episode? Uh, 10 scoops of ice cream every day for the rest of your life. Yep, that's what you get. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe button. As we're recording this, we're about to hit 2K subscribers. And all of our social medias will be the first, oh, second link in the description. Second after link. the guest. Who are we talking with today? Today, we are talking with... National wakeboarding champion Jaden Reichel. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are y'all? Super doing great. Super good. And excited for All this right. episode. So I'm just gonna run you through how I found Jaden. Scrolling on my for you page, and I'm seeing this wakeboarder, and he does this insane trick. Me, personally, I don't know what the trick was. We'll get into all this, but yeah. it was insane. And I was like, I have a feeling this kid's a teenager. So I go to his Instagram. I shoot him DM. I'm going to say five minutes later, we had him booked for an episode. So we're here. We're live. We're ready Full to tights. do it. I'm interested. How old are you right now? I am 19 right now. 19 years old. And when did you start wakeboarding? Oof. I started wakeboarding, I believe the first time I was on a wakeboard was when I was five years old. Five, five years, years old? old? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I That's was on crazy. skis before that. Yeah, I was on skis probably around three. But so, wakeboard, I think, was about five. And where are you located? Uh, Currently, I'm in Central Florida. Central Florida. So it's just cool. outside of Orlando. Is your whole family yeah. like a water sports family? Is that just how you were brought up? For sure. Um, we grew up in Oklahoma, which is smack dab in the middle of the country. Yeah. Um, so we were always far from the lakes, but every weekend my family would drive out, Amazing. get on the lake, wake for so cool. Yeah, I stuff. think that's like one of the coolest things to grow up with. It's like Has when your families, like we grew up with, our parents were in like the acting and dancing industry. Yeah. And then we grew up playing sports. So it's kind of like two different fields. Obviously they were super supportive, but I, I, that's kind of cool how they all yeah. grew up doing the same thing. And then from five years old, did you just kind of fall in love with it? Um, yes, but I've had, since then, you know, growing up doing it for, what is it now? 14 years. There's been some ins and outs. Gotcha. Yeah. I've not been, yeah. Um, I was coming back to it. Yeah. So when did you realize you could start turning this into a career? Um, I think I think last year was the first year that I realized that I could make something out of it. Not mm -hmm. that I didn't think I could go pro or have the ability to do the tricks that were at a pro level. Just yeah. be able to financially support myself doing this. Yeah. Last year was that quick. That's kind of gotcha. crazy. So, like, did you kind of, like, always know you were naturally good at it? Or, like, has it just been, like, something that you've just slowly became good at? Um, no. So, I actually started out, like, way behind most people. Really? Gotcha. Um, yeah. I, like, first time I ever landed the invert, which is a flip. Okay. I was at a camp, and there was a kid two years younger than me who was teaching me how to flip. Yeah. Wow. And learned my first one, and then by the end of the summer, me and him were competing. That's so, so cool. Um, yeah, started out behind people, but here we yeah, are. Now you're at the head, top. Yeah. <laughs> so what do wakeboard competitions look like? Um, there's two different types of wakeboarding competitions. Okay. More than that, but you can kind of break it down into two categories. One is tournaments like nationals and worlds. Um, the thing that I don't like about nationals and worlds is that there's not a lot of fans. There's not a lot of fan interaction, gotcha. not a lot of viewers. Um, it's more just for the wakeboarders and people who come with them. Yeah. yeah. What's good about tournaments like that is that they're on private lakes, so the conditions are good. 
it's easy to hit all your tricks because you know the weight's going to be good. You know the lake's going to be good. Yeah. Weather's going to be great. But a huge part of it is the fans, you know, yeah. riding for fans. So that's the downfall. The second type of tournament is more of the party style tournament. Yeah. Um, and those are my personal favorite. Uh, we just came off Wakefest, which was a few weekends ago. And there were hundreds of boats tied up on this river. That's super on cool. On either side of the course. Wow. So you're riding. There's thousands of fans everywhere. That's watching so you cool. Yeah. So there. are you competing when you go to those or it's just like everyone's just there to wakeboard and have fun? No, for sure. You're competing, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's a different format. So for example, um, nationals and worlds, there'll be, you know, you'll compete for first through sixth. Yeah. Okay. With best, they have a normal competition. And then what's special about that tournament or unique to that is that they have a shootout. So, you know, every rider is hidden from each other. Okay. Oh. So you don't get to see that ride. That's kind of cool. So you that is cool. You yeah. You can't base your runs off anybody else's riding. They take you out. One person goes after another, and whoever has the best run, the best four tricks, wins twenty five grand. Whoa, that's crazy! Because I was about to Insane. ask if, if What's that nuts makes about it, it like... is that one. Sorry, you finish. For sure. What What's nuts about that is that one, the conditions are terrible. There's so many boats. People are crazy. People yeah. are jumping around, driving jet skis, driving boats. So it makes it a lot harder there. Two, you don't get to base your runs off of other people's runs. Yeah. So there's like a go big or go home kind of deal. Um, but that's you know, probably one of my favorite events I've ever been to. Wow. So I, cause I was going to say that it must make it less pressured not being able to see other people's rides. And also I guess the amount of fans and the amount of fun it would be. But now that you said that it's 25 grand, I feel like that probably <laughs> brings the pressure on a lot more. For sure. And just watching the pros, you could, you could see that in their expressions and how they're, you know, carrying themselves. Yeah. Um, especially for the guys who had a good shot to win. So I was in junior pro this year, so I didn't get to compete in the shootout. I was okay. just in the normal tournament. Gotcha. Um, but for the pros who were competing, you know, you had your group of five riders who had that really good shot to win it, and you could definitely see you could definitely see the nervousness there. Yeah. That's so cool. So now, is junior pro based on level or age? So uh, based on age. Gotcha. So there's levels. There's levels and there's age categories. So you have you have beginner, intermediate junior men and then junior pro above that gotcha and then once you, once you hit 19 then you bump up to pro so this so, is my gotcha. last year in junior pro gotcha. i get to finish out the season because i was 18 when it started and yeah. then next year i'll jump pro. okay that's super cool so go ahead i had a question about nationals so um obviously sure. congratulations you won first place um thank you so much does so with that is that categories as well so did you win nationals for junior so i won nationals for junior pro gotcha yeah and that was I'd actually won a few amateur tournaments in the, like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I won amateur nationals in 2018. Um, what was cool about nationals is it's actually my first junior pro win. That's wow. very so cool. First so, win in this division and it was nationals, which is awesome. So does that officially make you the best junior wakeboarder in America? Um, I don't think so because wakeboarding isn't a sport where you can categorize a person's ability into competition exclusively okay. there's a lot of different aspects of wakeboarding yeah um and a lot of different people are really good at each of those aspects yeah very cool did you go into nationals thinking you had a shot at winning for sure i you know so i could say no because there's been one kid his name is jamie huser really good wakeboarder i'm really good friends with him yeah. he was actually undefeated in our division going into nationals dang so oh. nobody had beaten him this year until nationals so there was a part of me that was like, you know, wanting to, 
not think that I could win. Yeah. But I like to go into every thinking, you know what, I'm going to lay my run down. If I lay my run down, nobody's going to beat me. Wow. That's what I was going to say. Know? Like, what's your mentality going into it? Like, you're like, I'm just going to have fun or I'm here to take the dub. <laughs> um, in my training, so I like to split it. In my training, I'm, I'm there to win. I'm there to train to win. Yeah. When I compete, I like to view it as I've already won or lost the tournament in what I did before. Yeah. I'm here to ride. I'm here to... I'm here to let the training that I've done unfold. That's yeah. a great mentality for sure. So you said there's like different aspects of wakeboarding. What would you say your strong suit is? Mm, I think I'm leaning into getting better at competition riding. Before okay. that wasn't my strong suit. I really like I really like the creative side of it. You know, wakeboarding is a lot of things. There's the competition side. There's the art side where you have these people making sick videos and taking great pictures and going to cool places to ride. That's that's my favorite part of the sport. For yeah. sure, it's just going to do cool things in cool places and put together cool content that people outside of wakeboarding can see. That's super um, cool. Yeah. So that's where I, that's where I like to fit in, but also a big part of wakeboarding is competition, and so that's kind of what I'm trying to strive to get good at. Yeah. Out. So personally, I skate, and I was just watching skating the Olympics, and it's like you can yeah. tell each rider has a different style. Does that come into wakeboarding as well? A hundred percent. There's um. Right now, there's kind of a change in what's happening with wakeboarding, okay. where it was on this direction where tricks were going like this, and it was more flips, more spins, doubles, most sevens, which is flips with a lot of spins, basically. Yeah. And now we're seeing this turn where judges are starting to emphasize unique grabs and unique ways of doing tricks. You have all these up-and-coming pros who weren't winning in the past, winning tournaments because of not the tricks that they do, but the way that they do their tricks. Are yeah. you a fan of that? For sure. I think there's merit to both camps. I think that there's a good balance between them. And yeah, um, yeah I like to see the combination of both. That's super That's cool. So obviously I know there's a difference between, or in other stuff there is, I don't know if it's the same with weightboarding. There's a difference between learning a trick and perfecting a trick. What would you say is the easiest trick, I mean the hardest trick to learn, and then also the hardest trick to perfect, unless it's the same thing. And then run us through what the trick is, because yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Man, that's a tough question. Um, hardest trick for me to learn so far was a double back roll, which is, okay. which is, I would say my my hardest trick right now, arguably. Yeah. Um, it's too, it was the hardest one to learn for sure. I don't think it was the hardest to perfect. Gotcha. I think the, there's a there's a difference. That's a really intense trick. The intensity was really high. Yeah. You know, to learn it, to learn it, I landed on my side. I landed on my head. I landed on my back. <laughs> 16 times in one day oh, and I tried, Jeez. you know, I, yeah, I tried dozens. Like I was, my whole right side was bruised. That oh. night. Um, so I think that was the hardest to learn just from the mental side of being like, okay, I have to eat absolute garbage on however many of these until I stick the, the right one. Yeah. You know? So is that trick a uh, double backflip from one side of the wake to the other side of the wake? Yeah, for sure. And there's a couple clips on my Instagram and TikTok of those. Yeah, we'll throw yeah. those up while he's explaining the trick. The next trick, we'll show you guys the trick that he's talking about. For sure. And I'll send you over those clips that you right. have them. But um, yeah, so that was the hardest one to learn. I don't think it was the hardest one to protect because it's a pretty, it's a pretty easily, easy fundamental trick. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more technical tricks where you have flips with a lot of spins and weird grabs. I think those are maybe easier to learn because the falls aren't as bad. There's not as much that goes wrong when you mess them up. Yeah. But perfecting a trick like that where the body mechanics of it is just so unnatural. Yeah. Um, I think that style of trick is harder to perfect. 
Gotcha. So now on like kind of follow up with that, what's your hardest fall or fail? Hardest fail. Ooh. Mm, so I broke my leg a few times when I was a kid. Ooh. When I was seven years old, I broke my femur. Um, I don't know if I would classify that because I don't know if it was the fall that broke it or I landed on something in the water or, you know, it was kind of a freak accident. Yeah. Um, recently, I took one of the hardest falls I've taken in about two or three years. Dang. The morning before the morning before nationals. Oh. Um, yeah. Going out just for a cruise to practice my run and do some easy tricks, get loosened up and um, came up short on a trick oh, no. and got abs- absolutely smoked, double ejected, oh. completely blown out of my board and oh. like just worked. But um, I was like, okay, I got nationals later. Let's start. Let's freaking go out and hit my run again. And then, yeah. you know. So I was going to so, say, like, at, when you fall, the best thing for you is just to come back and hit it again. For sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, because at um, that point, then you'd have no motivation to try again if you don't just keep going, right? Yeah, 100%. And then you get those mental blocks. For example, a few years ago, there's a trick that I still don't do to this day called a back five. I um, got took a really bad fall on one, got concussed, didn't know where I was at or who I was with. Oh, and um, obviously couldn't go back out and try another one. Yeah. And so the relearn, the relearning of that trick was so hard just to get my body to do such a simple trick that I've done so many times. So explain to us what a back five is. Um, so back five is a 540 degree rotation. You know, you could think like on a skateboard, surfing, whatever. Yeah. A 180 is one turn. A 360 yeah. is two turns. So two and a half. 540 is two. Oh, three turns. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so three one eighty, um, and the, the variation between frontside and backside is whichever way you turn first. Yeah. So for a frontside trick, your body is going to open up to the boat. Yeah. So backside yeah, trick, skating, your body is going to close off. And now I saw one clip. I, this might be the kind of trick you're talking about, where you have to like you have to like pass okay. the rope around. Yeah. For sure. That is for so sure. tough. I just yeah. don't understand how I'd be able to figure that out. Yeah. So it's a lot of. You have your basic tricks, and kind of everything branches off of that. So gotcha. You have basic ends, basic flips, basic spins, and then you start to combine them. Okay. Very cool. So one of my dad's friends, when he was younger, was a professional weightboarder, and he told me about this awesome. trick that he used to do, um, which like destroyed his knees super bad. And it's I don't Ooh. I was just wondering if you've ever done this, where like two boats drive across and make like a massive wake in the middle, and then you go through and it, like rockets you up. He said at Double one point ups. he ups. yeah um he said he hit like forty feet like no. up and I yeah. swear and 40, he said he that's like possible for sure he oh like for Lord. sure I think his <laughs> knees were like on the verge of being broken after one one push like it shocked his knees so bad dude how do you like at forty feet when you hit the water it's like cement yeah so you've done that it's, it's not so I've hit I've hit small double ups definitely nothing crazy like that um but living in Claremont I live close to a pro rider, a legend in wakeboarding, name's Rusty Malinowski, and he's yeah. kind of known as the double up guy. He's Dang. the best at, you know, was always the best at hitting him. And so I'll watch him go out, and he goes higher than I've ever gone. Wow. 30 times in a set, you know. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Dude, okay, so yeah, I don't know. it makes, like, one big wake? It, like, crosses the wake over, I think, and it, like, shoots you up if you hit it the right time, right? Yeah, so you have, so you have two wakes. So your boat wake behind the boat is like this, okay. and you jump from one side to the other. Yeah. Now what happens is when you either cross over another boat or you loop back around onto your own wake, they build up over each other in a peak. That's so, nuts. Yeah, and they actually require in almost all pro tournaments that you hit a double up to finish off your uh, to finish off your ride. Really? Dang. 
Yeah. Because like, doesn't and, it you know, shock your whole spine if it goes through your legs if you're being hit with that much pressure? Um, I it can for sure, and it's more likely to for sure. Yeah. I think what people don't think about is that even just doing an, doing a normal trick, you're going 18 to 20 feet in the air sometimes. Even just a straight air. So coming down wrong on a normal wake to wake is almost as dangerous as anything you're going to do. Wow. Dang. Um, 18 to 20 on a regular trick. That's terrifying. Well, I'm just thinking like when you're cliff jumping like 20 feet and like you land right, it like freaking shocks you. It hurts, So imagine not doing that on like a flat, hard board. Oh. I just can't imagine. And going at like 20 to 30 miles per hour. Yeah. How fast do you usually ride at? So I ride at 22 and a half miles an hour. Okay. And yeah, so... Um, what's good about it is that you always, you know, if you, if your technique is good, you have that downside and that saves you a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, really the hardest falls are when you mess up, right? Gotcha. You're doing everything perfect. If you're doing everything perfect, it's, you know, doing a perfect trick is so easy on your body. Wow. So when you're in competition, does everyone compete on the same boat? So it's the same wake. So everyone competes on the same boat. Now, for your division, right? Okay, yeah. Girls, like junior girls and pro men aren't going to ride in the same way. Yeah. Um, it would it would be dumb not to do it that way. But for junior pro, we all ride the same way. What we do get to change is our rope length and our speed. Gotcha. So I have, I have my set ropes, rope length and speed for each boat that I ride. Okay. As does everyone, everyone else who competes. So Very that cool. is what we get to do. Okay. So on average, do you find that you surf with a um, smaller length rope or a longer? Um, I read kind of a staple of pro and a little bit longer than your average junior pro ride. So I ride at 75 feet. Um, you have a few people who ride longer. The majority of pros ride a ride at my length. And then there's a few junior pros who ride shorter. Very cool. So after I bought your worst fail, I mean, I can probably guess that it was winning nationals, but what's been like your biggest win, like most proud moment. Most proud moment. Ah, that's a tough one. Winning nationals was definitely up there. Yeah. Um, I think I think genuinely there were two things that could either tie or, or beat that. One was landing my first 900, which wow. is, you know, a 900, like Tony Hawk did on a, on a mega ramp, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the second was landing my first double. Wow. 900. When I hit those, yeah, when I hit those two milestones, it was kind of like the, okay, I can take my skill to the next level now. Yeah. It was just a realization that I'm not stuck at my level, you know? 900 spin. I just can't That's, even comprehend I what's that like. So then how many times do you pass the rope in that 900? So, oh, that's a, that's a great question. So it would be one, two, three, four, five. So it's five handle times. Wow. And now is the hardest part, like for some reason for me that doesn't know it very well, the passing the rope after like the third time, you're like dizzy. Are you not? Um, it kind of goes back to muscle memory. When I did my first one, it's kind of, it's kind of weird with wakeboarding. When you do your first, when you learn a new type of trick or a new trick for the first time, yeah. I almost have no idea where I'm at. Yeah. You know, it's like lost in air. I hope I get it around. Um, but the more you kind of get more tricks, the more you are more comfortable doing certain, certain things, yeah. uh, you get that sense of where you're at and then it becomes muscle memory to where you know, now when I cut out to do a double or a toe nine, it's not a thought of like, oh, am I going to be able to pull this around? Where am I at? I know where I'm at. I know that everything's going to be good. I know if it's going to be bad. I know if I need to correct. So it's like know? that air awareness. For sure. For sure. Air so, awareness plays a big part of it. So I was on, on that kind of topic, uh, Simone Biles, 
You know, yeah. did you hear what happened with her? Yeah, she dropped out. She dropped out because of this thing called the twisties. And it's basically where your mind and body are not in sync. Yeah. So she'll be telling her body how to do something and it just, and it just wouldn't do it. it. And I think it's when you overtrain a trick in a certain amount of time. Does that ever happen to you? Something along those lines? Um, I guess you could say to an extent. I don't think, I don't think that necessarily, but I do know that certain tricks come and go. Yeah. Right. So one of the best tricks in my run I lost the week of nationals, so oh. I couldn't have it in my run. Gotcha. Um, I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a year and a half, and you know, hit it perfect for pro tour run the whole week before. Yeah. Went out to take a step a few days before nationals, and couldn't figure out why I couldn't hit the trick. Wow. Interesting. It was just not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's like things like that happen. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's the twisties per se. Yeah. I think it's just weird things happen. Yeah. So you've been skate, oh, sorry, waveboarding for a very long time. What would you say your first trick you ever learned was? Because I haven't been waveboarding for very long, and the only thing I can do is shift my weight from front foot to back foot and keep going. And I find myself very impressed with myself. <laughs> so, like, what what so was the first it, thing you learned? So you can you can do a surface one eighty, what we call it. You can yeah. put your other foot forward. Yeah, that's sick. Um. He's like, I do that I in my sleep. One, <laughs> I think one way jumps would probably be the first thing I learned. Okay. You know, you have this, you have this, these different categories of tricks where you have like a surface 180, great beginner trick. That'd be kind of on par with a one way jump, you know, just going from one leg and then landing in the middle. Okay. Um, you know, carving, hitting the wake toe side, things like that. Gotcha. So I don't really know. I can't really remember, you know, what tricks like that I was doing. Um, but there are a few trick milestones that I do remember. Like first invert was a back roll, you know, like a side flip. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, if we ever get out on the wake and we throw down some tricks, we'll send you the clip and you can tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> send me some videos. I'll do we'll try, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. So you said yeah. a pretty similar trick would be jumping back onto the wake or back into the middle. Every For single sure. time I've tried to go from outside of the wake back into the middle, my board always goes under and I have no idea how to like get up back up. That for could, sure. so could you be can, an issue with the wake that our boat is making, but I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, 100% could be an issue with the wake that the boat's making. You could be going too slow. You could be going too fast. You also could have too much weight on your front foot. I don't know. I would have to look at it to tell you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, send a video over. I got for okay. sure. For sure. Okay, so you talked about in the beginning, you were like, I've come kind of like in and out of the sport. So there's been moments where you thought about quitting? Um. Definitely. And not only that, but not only that, but just my interests have changed gotcha. over time before I really, you know, we, I used to do local tournaments in Oklahoma when I was a kid. And then I think when I was about 10 years old, I got out of wanting to do that and I started wrestling. So oh, cool. I wrestled from the time I, I was 10 to 15, 16, wow. um, whatever was freshman year of high school. And then after that, I, uh, fell back in love with wakeboarding. That's super cool. That was very sick. So was it was it like a thing of where like you're like I think this is just what I need to go back to do or like like what made you come back to it? Oh, I love the lake. I love being out on the lake. Love hanging out with good friends. Um, you know, I love wakeboarding. I love learning new tricks. The feeling you get when you land a new trick is part of what keeps me wakeboarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, just you know, realizing that I get to be out here on the water, hanging out with people that I like. Wakeboarding, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. when, you, when you put it in, like sometimes I get really frustrated and upset with my riding, 
Um, that's been a huge problem for me lately, especially with competition riding and stuff, is just being like, ah, I can't hit a trick that 10 people in the world can hit. What the hell? Like, what's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah, you know? for sure. And sometimes I go back and be like, okay, hold on. I'm working on a trick that 10 people can do. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's all about that perspective, really. Yeah. So we've got a For couple sure. more questions coming in, in here to wrap up. Um, I just wanted sure. to know, is there a global wakeboarding community? Like, is it, is it really big or is it not that popular? For sure. So a lot of the best wakeboarders in the world are Australian. Okay. Um, I went to Australia. Some, Super yeah, cool country. That's sick. that's sick. So, you know, they'll come in the, they'll come in the summer, which is winter there. And, gotcha. um, so for them, it's, it's, it's kind of tough for Americans to keep up with them because they're wakeboarding in the summer at home and then they come here and they wakeboard in the summer here. Oh, yeah. that's OP. <laughs> um, there's some really good Canadian and Japanese riders. There's some really good Argentinian riders. You know, wakeboarding's worldwide completely. Gotcha. Do you think you could um, ever see it going into the Olympics? That I don't know. And there's a few reasons that I don't know. I think that one... Or do you want it to go into the Olympics? That would be my follow-up. 100%. 100%. I'd love that. Um, I think that social media kind of hurt wakeboarding. You know, back in the day, we used to go to the lake and people would do a flip or, um, you know, crazy tricks and everybody would go crazy. They'd be like, oh my gosh, what? You know, he just did that. And now I'll take people out to ride who have never been out with me. Me and and the boys will be hitting doubles. We'll be hitting knives, doing crazy stuff. And you'll be sitting in the boat on the phone. It's like, oh yeah. Oh, that's cool that that you're doing sucks. that out there. That's so annoying. But 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 look at this TikTok. Like yeah. you know, people don't people don't care anymore. Gotcha. Um, the other thing is it, it's really expensive. It's really expensive and hard on your body to wakeboard. Yeah. I'm blessed that you know my parents always supported me growing up. Yeah. And still do to this day. But without them, I couldn't wakeboard. Yeah. So, yeah. unfortunately, wakeboarding is not a sport that everyone can do. And yeah. I wish it was. It'd be great if it was that way. Um. But, you know, I think those two reasons kind of make it hard to see it in the Olympics. But I think it definitely could. Yeah, yeah. cool. I, I, that would be so cool to see it in the honestly. Olympics, honestly. So that, yeah. the way you ended that last one leads me into my last question before night does a close. Um, is there a lot of money in wakeboarding for professionals? Or is it kind of like more of a hobby? Um, if you're the best, there's a lot of money. And there's there's two ways to be the best. You can either be the best at writing at winning comps, or you can be the best at marketing and branding yourself. Yeah. Right? Cool. And those are really, the, those are really the two ways that wakeboarders, you know, succeed and build a career. Yeah. Um, contest, you can win a few thousand every tournament, you know, nationals in the world, you win 10 grand. So you go to 10 tournaments in a year, you can come, you can come away with a hundred thousand. Um, but really sponsorships and brand deals are where it's at. For sure. You can have a free boat, you know, you have a sponsor covering your gas. You have a sponsor covering your boards, your board shorts, all that stuff. It makes it a lot easier to do what we do. That's yeah. super cool. Are That's you sick. sponsored by any companies at the moment? Uh, currently, no. I have a few people that I work with. Um, you know, so I get, I get discounted boards. Um, when I was a kid, I used to have a boat deal through a, through a dealer. Very cool. Saved a lot of money on a boat. Um, nice. When I hurt myself, all that stuff kind of got set back. Gotcha. And um, we're building that stuff up right now. Very cool. Well, if there's any wakeboard companies watching this, sponsor Jaden. Yeah, sponsor him. We need to get Jaden to sponsor real quick. <laughs> but our final Thanks, question boy. that we ask every single guest, from your perspective, what do you feel like the most misunderstood thing about teenagers is? That is a great question. I don't know. I think it depends on 
who's asking the question and who they're asking it about. Okay, so I'll just, get, think, I'll just make it more from an outside generation and then talking to you as a young athlete. Sure. Um, I think that people kind of put everyone into the same group. I think that's where people get it wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people work differently. They succeed in different ways. They do different things. Um, and I think some people tend to look at teenagers as, uh, you know, as some are lazy, but I think people tend to look at most teenagers as lazy because they're not doing this or doing that or doing this. But I think all of us tend to work hard at things that we're passionate about. Definitely. Um, I think it is hard sometimes that, you know, unfortunately not everybody can build a career off what they're passionate about. Yeah. But, but just that understanding that, you know, not that everybody's different. People tend to think, you know, everybody needs to do the same thing. Um, I think that, you know, I'm the, you know, becoming one of the best wakeboarders and that is my goal yeah. at some point. And I don't think that I could get there in another sport, in another career Very necessarily. Cool. You know? well, so yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, Fantastic definitely. answer. Well, this comes to the end of this episode. Thank you, Jaden, so much for coming on. Yeah. Amazing guest. Thanks, boys. Speak Thank very for well me. for yourself. I Everyone that's watching, it. please go support Jaden. All of his social medias will be the first link in the description. If you made it to the end of the episode, you haven't subscribed, download the episode. Please do that now. Yeah. And I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Perfect. Perfect.